Originals. Hello, I'm Joey Barton and welcome to the bonus edition of the Edge podcast, exclusive to you Deezer subscribers. In this week's episode, I spoke to Man United legend Gary Neville. I think everyone knows Gary. We didn't have time to fit everything into the main show, so here's a little extra something just for you. Sport and family, Phil, yeah. playing illustrious career obviously played at the yeah. club I'm a supporter of Everton yeah. did you know change from from you really in terms of a one club man yeah. he went and, and did really well at Everton yeah. uh, obviously his sister's big is she Nepal captain England She's Nepal England Nepal coach now coach but she yeah. was captain and she was captain uh, I think she was captain she played 100 odd times for England Nepal and knowing that yeah. Phil could have played cricket Obviously, your old yeah. man was... Uh, I didn't know he was at Burnley. You told me yeah, that yeah. before it started. So he was at Burnley, Berry. Yeah. Was he a huge influence? Obviously, your dad's always an influence yeah. growing up in Berry. You know, how... What's the foot, What's the scenario? How do you end up playing football? So, uh, one, I, he took me here when I was four or five at Old Old Trafford. So it's his fault. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to be honest with you, from that moment, I, mean, I went every week um, to the home games for about six, seven years until he got the job at Burnley as commercial manager and then he went to Berry. It became more difficult because he was... Um, at the games at Berry and Burnley so sometimes I'd watch those games and not be able to come here but for six, seven years I came here every single week and from that moment really you know, when you're a kid and you go here and you just see the atmosphere the pitch, the players and you just think wow and I, I just played football at school every single minute of every day um, I feel I, f- I feel lucky in the sense that it was a playing at a time where you could still play out in the backyard. You know, lived in a terraced house, and we played out in sort of the backyard. Like there's there like a group of communal kids, garages. Yeah, there's a park across the road. There's communal garages at the back, and we'd play against the garages. Um, and the kids would come out and play. And you think about all those extra hours of practice. And my daughter started playing netball now. And I was saying to her, you know, she does netball and she does different things each night. I said, like, you just need to focus on one thing and do it every night and do it every lunchtime. Because I think about it, you know, I used to get to school at eight o'clock and play half an hour before school. And then at lunchtime played football. And then after school played football, all those extra hours build up over 10 years. And then my mum played hockey and rounders. We'd go with them. My dad played cricket in the summer. We'd go with him and we'd play playing football or cricket on the backfields. And we were just constantly surrounded by sport. So you're never in the house, no Xbox as well. They didn't exist never. then. But we, I, 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 we never played same, computer yeah. games. I mean, even now, I find it really difficult. I mean, you've been in change rooms yeah. more recent than I have. The lads are always on them, aren't they? Playing PlayStation against each other, FIFA yeah. all the time. I find it difficult. But I suppose in some ways it's good because they're together, they're playing. You know, the feet up, yeah, I always Yeah, they're, they're, they're resting. But I don't like the concentration. I used to think that I once got involved in a card school on a pre-season tour to Malaysia. It's never a good thing, that means. For No. <laughs> it, I think it was me, Giggsy, Butty, Keeney, Scolzy, Teddy Sheringham, six of us. Hmm. But every minute of every day, as soon as we finished training into the, into the room. But you know something? I was going to bed at night thinking about the Jack of Spades. <laughs> and I think those games, those FIFA games, I always think they must be going to get, the heads must be like, there was a thing came out, wasn't there, about David James about seven or eight years ago where he said that playing too much computer games affects his concentration. I can believe that. If you're, I think, if you I think, I think f- James, well, I think she's <laughs> But if you had your phone, if you go on your phone for an hour constantly, yeah. you just start to hurt, yeah. you know, it starts to drain your concentration and people are in office every day looking at a screen. So I don't think it's a good thing for them to do it all the time. But there was none of that when I was growing up. I didn't have any computer games. What well, did computers exist? Well, there was the old, like you'd see the old Amiga, someone in the road <laughs> having an Amiga or a Commodore sixty four yeah. or something like that. So I remember, I, I do remember vaguely a lad in our street had an Amiga and he had Champ Man when it first came out. Yeah. So that was like your knowledge base of football. But 
I mean, it, they, they were so slow and it was so long yeah. that... You Nuts. might you might play it for a couple of hours and then it's like let's get back in the streets. But we we were the same. I feel lucky though to have games. come through in that era oh. where just you know I feel lucky to have come through because football changed as well. So when we came into the first team, the drinking culture just stopped and it was still half and half. So there's still lads who went out every Wednesday and Saturday yeah. after a game, but then half the team didn't, and then it evolved into mid nineties. We didn't do it. None of us did it. You know we didn't do it. We never went after a game. But that's. The, everything changed but we still saw the realness of those guys who yeah. did go out for a drink who basically could still come in and train the day after and were real characters well, we, we had the same thing I'm, I'm used were before us because I can obviously remember I yeah. remember growing up watching you playing do you know what I mean so yeah. I can remember that but it was breaking down because when Keegan Kevin Keegan came yeah. into Man City Joe Royal had been in there yeah. and the first task he had was pretty much breaking up the drinking culture yeah. drinking club because they were first division Premier yeah. League so I can remember you know, they would play on a Saturday, it'd be Sunday, they'd train hard on a Tuesday, they'd have a Wednesday, you know, a Tuesday night session and recover Wednesday. And now, I mean, you couldn't imagine that in a in that I, environment now. I look back, I don't know how close, in talent terms, that Liverpool team around mid-90s, where it had Matt Manaman, Fowler, yeah, Redknapp, uh, and Ruddock. a few others. They were Jane talented, Moore. they were really talented. And I do think that if, say, Robbie had come through, say, in Icy under Alex Ferguson, he could break any record, Robbie Fowler, in terms of goals. I mean, he was a great goal scorer. I mean, I played against him from 16 and my age. Well, they had, if you think they are managers at the time, it, you, you know, I'm not paying disrespect to them, but it's like Roy Evans and, yeah. you know, it, it, and then it was... Well, Graham tells the stories of like when they were winning European Cups and going out two or three nights before. Yeah. It's not Teddy McDermott, yeah. Well, Teddy yeah. was assistant manager at Newcastle and, but that was the era. Yeah. Everyone was doing that. So you could get away with yeah. it. And obviously, as you go into an era now where... Yeah. That breaks down because you, you know, when I think of the players you had, you know, Keno and uh, Bruce and all that, you know, they're lads who were not shy of going for a few scoops. No, you know? And after, as I say, it still sort of existed where lads went out for a drink, but it was a lot more perfect. It was getting more, a lot more professional. But going back to it, I was just surrounded by sport as a mm. kid and just immersed in sport every minute. I can't think of any time where there wasn't sport. You know, any time in my life. Was you seasonal? So, like, if, if Wimbledon was on, you were playing tennis. If the Ashes, no, was on, playing cricket, 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 definitely cricket yeah. and football. So, so Phil was a good cricketer when he was a good cricketer. Yeah, yeah, could, have, really. could have played, could be in the Ashes now, could be in Australia now. Yeah, I think he broke all Michael Allerton's youth records at Lancashire over there. He was brilliant at cricket, um, played in Lancashire seconds, got offered a contract, and same time got offered a contract here. Right. And the thing was, I just won the Youth Cup. So he'd seen me win the Youth Cup. He played a couple of games for United's under 16s and B team, and he just. Because Phil was, was Phil rated high, higher yeah. as a young kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was. He was. Um, he was playing for England schools, football. He was, to be fair, Phil, people don't remember the 1996 final where Eric Cantona scored, but people may remember, United fans probably will I remember 95 when Everton beat them. So, yeah, uh, I played in that game. Paul but, Ryder. Yeah. But the, I was at the was game a as a that. kid, yeah. Was the the year after, we played Liverpool, Cantona scores the winner yeah, in the last minute. I was delighted at that. I was so. on the bench, Phil played. Oh. And people don't probably remember that season. Phil was in front of me. Yes, Cantona kind of pulls his leg back yeah. really slow and you think he's not going to generate the power yeah. and somehow digs it out. It was that, Liverpool had that quartered green and the white, white suits. On. Yeah, but the white suits on, not the, not the green and white the, kit. Forget they, the green and white kit. They do the team talk <laughs> for you there when you see them in it. Yeah, he, he, I remember, Sir Alex said, um, Sir Alex said in his team talk, uh, because obviously they'd shown their suits a couple of days before, <laughs> he, he, he said something on the lines of... Uh, Keep that ball near James. He said he'll be waving at Giorgio Armani in the director's box. 
It's mad how psychologically though did. things like that get you going, innit? Like you think that no suit was just like it was a oh, it was a bad one for them. Oh. I mean that even the coaches and the managers couldn't wear it. Deezer. Deezer. Originals.